Do you love listening to podcasts and want an easy app to listen to your favorites? Pocket Cast was recognized by Wired Magazine as the podcast app every iPhone user needs. Download Pocket Cast today from the Apple App Store or Google Play Store or on the web at pocketcast.com where you can listen to the MT Sports Show, the place to get all of your Michigan football game reviews, recruiting takes, and all of the latest news on your Michigan Wolverines. Welcome back. Welcome back, everyone. Oh, consecutive weeks where we were recording into it's kind of an unannounced episode, but I mean, you know that we will recap things over in, in full full recap mode and we'll we're in full uh, season mode. And uh, Michigan is coming, Michigan basketball coming off a, a pretty, pretty much needed win against Michigan State. And uh, this one was, uh, like I said, we when they needed to get um, with me, uh, co-host Tyler and uh, Brian as well, Brian Hall as well. Um, you got to stop the game. I, I know Michigan had livers back in the uh, – there's some, uh, definitely some play from other, other players too as well that stepped up and um, did, did what they were supposed to do. Um, your thoughts on the game? I'll start with you, Tyler. What was your thoughts on the game? Uh, my thoughts on the game, obviously, you know, it was a much-needed win for Michigan. Uh, you know, there was times where it felt like Michigan was kind of struggling on their offensive end. Um, but, you know, a couple couple big shots of uh, Brandon Johns and uh, Simpson uh, having winners back in the in the fold was a much-needed improvement. Obviously, the team is a lot different once Livers is in the in the game and, you know, producing for that. For Michigan, they're a whole different team and all that. Um, Teske, you know, he's he's been up and down throughout the season, uh, but you know he had a good game as well. But uh, you know, Michigan, you know, they are locked down on State pretty well, and you know they they were able to pull it out. <laughs> mm. Your thoughts, Brian? Uh, what was your thoughts? On, uh, what, what was different? I guess for you. Well, I think the biggest thing was uh, Michigan played a lot better on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, they did a really good job on kind of limiting Cassius Winston because, I mean, he's, he's one of the best players in all of basketball offensively, and I think they held him to, like, 20 points. And, I mean, it's still at 20 points, but in the last game, what, he had, like, 32 like, he was popping off, but um, they played a lot better offensively, and they were able to get the three ball, and it's it's so it's so different. You know, the thing that I don't want to make excuses about, like, oh, injuries, you don't want to complain about injuries, but Michigan is such a different team with Isaiah Livers on the floor, and I think with him coming back, kind of the en- energy around the program, uh, I mean, it was a maze out that day. It was just It was just a really good game for the Wolverines. And they kind of struggled at times, but they were able to put Sparty away for good there at the end. And it was a huge win for the Wolverines. Uh, yeah, definitely. They they really flipped the script from the last game. They faced the embassy of Lansing and somehow uh, um, this, this past game against uh, our Spartans in uh, Ann Arbor. I, I kind of felt like even the Livers back kind of re-energized the, the team as a whole. And then uh, well, David Simpson kind of 
uh, fighting like outside uh, noise and uh, uh, playing 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 the game that he needs to play and uh, kind of surprising some people. But um, you know, Teske as well. He, he played well, but also Austin Davis he, uh, continues to kind of be that kind of energy guy for them, which is which is good. Um, now it seems like they're just getting a lot of better play from guys, and it seems like when they faced Michigan State and they got the win this this weekend on Saturday, um, they were forcing Cassius to do more and keep doing more. And um, it's you know, in Michigan State bosses kind of well know that if he tries to do too much, they kind of lose because other guys don't step up. And uh, you know, Michigan was able to play probably their best defensive effort on him since the last time Michigan got a win against Michigan State, getting back to, you know, uh, two years ago because they didn't do one last year against them. So, um, you know, that's what Xavier Simpson kind of gets better at Winston and he did this time. So, um, you know, Michigan's just got to keep doing that. they got to get some wins um, so they can, they can make the NCAA tournament. But uh, pretty big win for them to uh, beat Michigan State is um, kind of, Drown Sparty and uh, their own sorrows as they're going through more than just a loss in Michigan. They're going through some other ones on a different side of the ball, um, so to speak. Um, but yeah, big win for Michigan, and uh, they're they're they got they face Northwestern that on Wednesday, I believe, or Thursday. Uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. So they face Northwestern yeah. on, on the road. On the road, but. Um, uh, they went from Michigan, and uh, it was good to see because um, you know, they uh, wasn't sure if they were going to get up to Michigan this year, but they split with them, and that's that's good because they split with them. It uh, um, gives them another good good victory, even though Michigan State dropped out of the top 25, but um, MSU will probably be back in the top 25, I'm sure, the next week or so. But um, I guess your thoughts moving forward on what, what Michigan um, – needs to do uh, to uh, keep playing games and uh, try to get that NCAA for, uh, start with you, Brian. Um, they just got to um, keep running their offense uh, and play good defense. Um, you mentioned Austin Davis coming off the uh, coming off the bench there and being a high-energy guy. I mean, up until, you know, John Teske threw down that nasty one-handed alley-oop dunk, I mean, he was – He's pretty quiet, and he's really struggling from the floor. So I think you just want to get good, good energy from your guys, and just kind of play, you know, play, play your game. Um, and I think a lot of Michigan's is another thing. Going back to the complaining, a lot of Michigan's offense predicates if they can make shots or not, and that's kind of mm-hmm. funny coming from a basketball perspective because, of course, you have to make shots to win the game, but. Right. I mean, I don't know how many times I've seen so many open looks in a game for Michigan in multiple games this season, and you know some guys just can't hit, and um, they just gotta take advantage of the open shots. I think it's it, like I said, it's big that Livers is back. You know, big for the energy, big for the team kind of morale, and just keep getting some good minutes from your starting five and good minutes on the bench. You know, Brandon Johns, Dave DeJulius. And Austin Davis, you know, keep, you know, keep adding good minutes, good pressure, giving those starters a rest, and they do. That's good. That's really good for them to get the time. But. Yeah. yeah. And I think that they just need to um, kind of put it all together here. Hopefully they can have a strong stretch, maybe not as strong as the 
Bahamas, like earlier this season where they were shooting the lights out, but play some really good basketball down the stretch here. Because they have eight pretty winnable games to close out the season for the Big Ten tourney. Right. Great. Correct. Correct. Good, good stuff, Brian. What, what about you, Tyler? What's the uh, position got to do to kind of keep this momentum wrong and kind of maybe, maybe split these games and, uh, to end the season? Uh, I, I, th- I think the biggest thing for Michigan, obviously, you know, Brian touched on the offense uh, and the defense. Uh, I think it comes down to consistency. You know, they got to stay consistent. You know, they got to make uh, they got to make you know shots uh, consistently. You know, at a at a good pace. You know, with the offense, obviously, under a new new coach, uh, ball movement. I feel like in communication, you know, on the defensive end and the offensive end, uh, and you know, hopefully, keep the level of play. You know. And the bench players, you know, John's, you know, hit a couple big threes, you know, in crutch time. You know, uh, Eli Brooks, uh, he's been – I know he went two for ten against State, uh, you know, but he's he he has shown he's capable of hitting big shots, especially threes, uh, you know. And uh, free throws will be another biggest thing, you know, making free throws, you know, especially in close – Close games and, you know, closing out a play and all that. But, you know, I, I think it's consistency, ball movement, and communication will, you know, keep Michigan, you know, going in, in the right direction and going into, you know, uh, the Big Ten tournament and then the NCAA, NCAA tournament. Yeah, definitely. Um, and one thing I did see from Michigan on Saturday, though, they they, uh, they made shots. They, they obviously made shots. And then uh, when they weren't making shots and they weren't doing something right, Juwan Howard, uh, he adjusted in which – uh, it seemed like Tom Izzo didn't really didn't really adjust to uh, what the game is, and that's he was kind of just upset and, and not not with it. And uh, uh, it seemed like Jawan Howard just kept his cool and kept kept his guys, you know, kept him them in the group and kept them focused in, on the game and hand at task. Um, and it it worked out for Michigan, and they they came out with a win, which uh, wasn't sure what what the outcome was going to be on Saturday because. Um, Obviously, uh, when Michigan's not hitting shots, they do tend to struggle. And they, they uh, a lot of their losses this season, they just they failed to kind of hit shots, really. Um, mm-hmm. And they they had open looks, but um, I think this team's kind of a, you know, they're a kind of experienced bunch, but you got a head coach that's just trying to kind of figure out who is who does what well and minutes and uh, lineups and things like that. So um, Michigan's kind of in a pretty decent spot right now if they can – um, you know, win, you know, five or six more games. I would say probably win five more games and maybe one in the tournament making t- 20 wins. They can get to 20 and what, 20 and 10 overall. I think that would uh, that kind of push them into the NCAA tournament. So um, we'll, we'll kind of see what the, what happens. Um, jumping into our next topic, um, we'll talk a little bit about recruiting a little bit. Um, two prospects that um, Michigan's kind of been in on, once more so than the other. Um, Josh Christopher, uh, guard out of um, – guard, Brian, or is he a forward? Uh, he's, a good... he's, a, he's a shooting guard out of uh, Mayfair, California. Okay, I knew he was out of Mayfair. I should not know if he's a shooting guard, but um, he's a really athletic kid and uh, a, a guy that I wasn't really sure Michigan would – even be in contention in, but uh, it just kind of speaks to the volume of what type of guy Jawan Howard is and uh, how he um, how he can just relate to these kids, and uh, which is good. 
Um, start with you. I'll actually start with you. I know Brian, you know more about this topic. We'll start with you, uh, Tyler. And I'm ask you. I'm going to ask you. Uh, what's your opinion on how how Howard is doing on the recruiting trail so far? Because that was the one thing that before he came to Michigan was the question: How well can he recruit now? I guess. What's your What's your thoughts? I mean, I mean, he's been recruiting pretty well. So. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, for a first year coach, you know, coming in, you know, kind of reamping up the program, you know, getting you know, these high caliber, these high caliber players, you know, five stars and all that. But you know, we'll see. We'll see what it is. You know, once once he gets his class in there, you know, if they translate to to the game, you know, if if it's if it's going to push Michigan over the you know over the top to you know to contend you know and not I mean um, it it just comes down to uh, we'll see what these players are you know how they respond you know when they play with each other and you know coaching you know uh, coming uh, coaching under Duan and all that but you know for him to come in first year coach you know hit the recruiting trail hard and the way he's hitting it you know getting these caliber players, you know, who, who would have never thought, you know, Michigan would get, you know, as you think of Blue Bloods of Kentucky, you know, Duke, mm-hmm. North Carolina, you know, teams that are consistently in in big games and all that. So, but, you know, he's he's changing that. And, you know, I think I think he's going to change the program of Michigan from – not change it, but he's going to continue building what Beeline did. But, you know, he's going to bring in – uh, high caliber players. Mm. Yeah, I said that before. I, mean, I think you probably guys both remember when I said that um, Juwan Howard, he's not going to recruit like Penny Hardaway, and he's not going to get these high level talent, talented guys. And I even think with this class right now, it's still not even what Penny Hardaway was doing at Memphis's first few couple seasons. I mean, it's kind of on par with maybe what maybe I don't know, like North Carolina is kind of more so because. I would say it's more on par with that, but not definitely not Memphis of what they've been doing the first, at least their first couple of seasons. But um, we'll, we'll see what. If, and you, just because you get guys doesn't mean they're gonna they're gonna win. But um, Brian, now what would it mean for Michigan to get? What would it mean for Michigan and Juwan Howard to land a guy like Josh Christopher and also a guy that I don't think they're gonna get is Greg Brown from uh, territory that. Tyler's familiar with is um, Austin, Texas, and I think he plays his high school basketball at Vandergriff High School in Austin. Um, so, Brian, what, what would it mean for what would it mean for Howard to get those guys in? Um, what would it mean for them him to get them? And uh, is it possible that Michigan lands these both these guys? I've, it's it's very much possible that they could land Josh Christopher, uh, according to kind of like basketball recruiting circles. If you follow like crystal balls at all for they um they've kind of been trending in a direction to you know be you know they're the leader right now for uh Josh Christopher. I don't think they're the leader on the twenty four seven board because UCLA has uh, like a sixty seven percent. But they've been in the rank for Josh Christopher for a while. Um he's visited the school I believe I know for once, but They've been in good standing with Christopher, and I mean he's he's the type of player that you know he's the kind of Penny Hardaway recruit at Memphis, right. where he's just he's a, he's a top ten player. Um, 
if you need a guy to go get you a bucket, this guy can go get you a bucket. And if he's strong offensively, um, he can make plays on the defensive side. I think um, Sam Webb, the Michigan insider, went out to his senior night and just on a couple clips from Twitter, you know, it showed Christopher going down at one end, throwing down a nasty dunk, and then coming back on the other end and making a huge block from behind. But, you know, he's he's a game changer for basketball. Um, Greg Brown, on the other hand, I – right now I agree with you, Mike. I don't think Michigan's going to land him uh, just because the class is kind of full. And uh, somebody made the comment, you know, if Greg Brown wants to come to, to Michigan, then – There'll there'll be room for him, and you know, Jawan, they'll figure something out and they'll make something work. But he's another guy where he's just kind of like, um, I wouldn't say as offensive like prowess like Kevin Durant, but he's just a long, tall, athletic big that can shoot from shoot the lights out from beyond the arc and play really nasty on the inside and. Um, I don't think as of right now he'll come to Michigan, but if you get either one of those two guys, like, to add on Hunter Dickinson, who, by the way, dropped 40 points tonight on St. John's uh, Academy uh, in D.C., he dropped 40 points tonight. Zeb Jackson, who is a, one of the not, – not as much as a top guard now since he's at uh, Monteverde or yeah. Montverde, and he's yeah. sitting behind some of the best players in the country, but he's a stud. And then yeah. Terrence Williams, a four-star forward out of D.C., and then uh, Jawan's son, Jace. Um, it would be a very very good class Lend either of those guys. And Isaiah Todd. Um, right, yeah. Don't forget about him. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's some speculation that he might go overseas as of lately. It's been – positive, but I guess it doesn't really matter until you sign the dotted line, which I believe True. is April the 15th is the, the last signing period. So we'll see. But Dewan, so far in the first year, I was kind of wondering how he would recruit, but he's, I mean, he's proven everybody wrong that really doubted him. And hopefully we can land – It'd be amazing if they could land both Brown and Christopher, but uh, Christopher seems more likely of the two. Yeah, and if you don't get, uh, they don't get, end up getting Greg Brown. I mean, it's like, hey, you know, you still have Terrence Williams and you still have Hunter Dickinson as, as far as big guy, big guys go. So, and then you also have Zeb Jackson, which again, like you said, he's at a powerhouse down in Florida. But that was his choice to go down there and improve his game, improve his skills. At honestly, probably the best college basketball team in the country um like as far as high school basketball goes of course they're they're led by kevin like the name i don't know his last name but um i know what i know who he is in terms of like who guys he's coached and he can't be any under any better uh tutelage of a head coach than him but um yeah Juwan's doing good in that department not something i was expecting right away but um it's uh He's not unfamiliar with the territory as far as the AAU circuit goes. You know, him, him having two sons being uh, on that circuit. So, hey, good news again. Um, I don't think they're going to get Greg Brown, but again, I think his recruitment is too much too too much established for that to be the case. But uh, 
now. You never know. I just don't want to want to get too many of these guys and push out some other players that should be at Michigan, but you push out for out for another kid that you know does he want to be at Michigan or is he just being told to go there because all these other kids are going there? You know what I mean? And he's already a one and done prospect because Todd, Todd Brown, and uh, Christopher are all one and done guys. So, you know, they're, they're, uh, so we'll have to see what happens on that front. Um, you guys have any more comments on recruiting or um, things that you see that uh, um, could continue? I was just going to say, for as far as you know, forcing some guys out, I think. Realistically, you could probably see uh, Brandon Johns, uh, Franz Wagner, and then Isaiah Livers and David David Julius as the four guys that you know you're 100% keeping to you know stay. But I mean, Adrian Nunez, he could transfer out. I you really I don't think we've seen a lot of Colin Castleton in the last two games. Uh, no, I, think I don't he, know if he did push. He'd get pushed out by somebody else, but I, I don't know. I, he just—he's kind of like a very raw prospect that kind of like a raises to just. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's not a situation where you you want guys to, you know, get pushed out. But um, I, right. I think with the emergence of Austin Davis, even though in the two big lineup he's not very good, but if he's the only big out on the floor, I mean, he's he's played very great. He's played great minutes, and he's been pretty valuable to Michigan just by himself that it's kind of pushed out um, Castleton. But, I mean, we haven't seen much of all of Cole Bejima. Um, But, you know, there's just a couple of guys that are sophomores or are going to be juniors next year that, you know, they come in the B-Lines program. And, you I mean, we'll just have to wait and see what happens. Definitely, definitely. Uh, any thoughts, comments, concerns, Tyler, on the the state of uh, recruiting for Michigan or their roster? No. Uh, I don't think so. Um, I will go back to that. You know, the whole one and done. You know, um, you know, obviously, if, you know, Michigan hasn't been really, you know, the tough program who get these one and done players. You know, like a Duke, like a Kentucky. You know, and all that, but you know, if if if, if they do become one and does, and you know, hopefully, you know, John Howard can continue recruiting at a high, high caliber way, like he did his first year. You know, and continue getting these talented players. You know, so and and getting other role players as well. So when you do get these one and done players, you know, you're not you're not filling a void of you know trying to find someone to you know uh, fill in and all that. Well, you saw like programs like even like Duke, they like they weren't originally, they weren't originally a one and done, and they surfaced over that. So does Michigan kind of go from like that program that's like the four year guy like they had under uh, Beeline to like this one and done thing of Juwan Howard just because he's mm-hmm. Juwan Howard's got to be looking at the college basketball landscape and thinking like okay everything is one and done, might as well just go with these one and done guys the right way, the correct way, the ethical way, of course because you don't want to have anything happen with that. Because um, look at John Beeline, there was what Michigan's had. Two total one and dones in school history, whether it was a uh, Jamal Crawford back in the early 2000s, and then uh, then as, as, as Ignacio Blizzakis. I can't. I haven't said his name in a while, so that was a tough one. But um, 
Yeah, Iggy. So, I mean, yeah, that's two in school history. That's pretty crazy. So, um, and you had two in the span of two in the span of nineteen years or whatever. So, um, we'll see. We'll see what they do. So, um, it'll be a lot of figuring out uh, what's going on. But Duan definitely has to figure out that way to say, like, look, listen, we got some guys coming in. Um, it's probably best if we figure out another option for you as far as schools schools go. But um, we'll see what happens. That Michigan's got Northwestern coming up. So um, before we end the episode, any uh, thoughts? Uh, anything you want to end it with? No. no hope, ho- hopefully, All they right. pull it out tomorrow. This team's been weird. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm, I'm, I don't know what to expect. You know, they could. The Michigan usually they'll, they'll win a game or something, and then they'll in the next game they won't play as as good or something. It's just it's just weird. Mm-hmm. Like they're, I don't, I'm not sure. They, they, it's like the complacency kind of thing sets in or something. Yeah. But um, you know, hopefully if they get Livers back, because I don't know if he's going to 100 percent play or not. I don't know if Howard's going to give him the full full go or not. But um, yeah, we uh. We'll see what happens there. Um, I guess my last comment would be: uh, if you guys aren't doing any, anything on on weekends for um, the next, um, I don't know, probably what are we in February? So March, April, May, June, July, August. Mm-hmm. Um, so the next seven months, uh, I think LinkedIn posted a uh, a job posting for volunteer opportunity yeah, for uh, Michigan, a, Michigan, 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 Michigan State head football coaching I'm, jobs. I'm going to pass on that. I, I'd rather be, become a Browns head coach before a Michigan State coach. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll keep my uh, my uh, dead-end part-time job and then go to Michigan State. I said volunteer. You couldn't even you couldn't pay me to uh, go there and uh, go to you couldn't. You'd have to give me like. Uh, we're gonna have to hire the water boy. <laughs> Wait, I I, I just thought it. I, I, I just thought something. Uh, Do you guys watch the uh, XFL this weekend? Last weekend? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah we could we could uh, become doing an XFL podcast. How about how about Mike? <laughs> uh, I could do. I would. I would probably. Uh, <laughs> I probably can. Consider joining joining Tyler on the Brown staff before that happens. But uh, <laughs> oh, geez. I don't want to. I don't want. I don't want to. I don't want our podcast to be a year podcast where we have to end it because the league folded. Because <laughs> they're going to bring in like they're going to bring in Stuart Little. They were so desperate for a coach, but Fickle turned it down. Oh man, you know what? And, and my comments on that is basically. Um, they praised Mark D'Antoni for all these years, and uh, considering the what he did and how he left um, was a slap in the face of their program. And he basically, him saying he doesn't give a, give a crap about them because you do that. There's got to be something going. There's got to be something more that we're going to hear about with that, the whole situation because coaches just don't believe like that. If a they don't give a crap, or b uh, and or they uh, something else is oh. brewing because that's. He was there for 12 years, and then, yeah. I mean, he's, he's, he's the greatest coach in the the greatest coach in Michigan State history, and it's just something that doesn't seem right over there. Maybe, maybe they'll bring back John L. Smith. 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't know what the real. I don't know what your someone's real incentive would be to take that job. And it definitely, if I would, if it was Michigan State's best interest, there they should just wait until next year and then just stop with all the just, stuff. Just, just get it over with. Just promote the offensive coordinator to head coach for interim. That's like what they should do for, for now. For, no, for now, no. this year, and wait till wait another season till wait till next year because things that they're not they probably won't even win a game next year. But ain't um, no one gonna take the job. No, and what the what the bad what the bad part is what the bad part is about it is they're gonna probably have to pay someone. I don't know who's gonna take that money for least amount of money unless it's someone a that went there that coached there. You know what I mean? That has experience coaching there because. If you're somebody else, why in the world would you take that that job for? Because how are they going to pay someone, afford to pay someone that much money that has no real incentive to take the position? I, I mean, I just, uh, uh, yeah, it's a bad situation for them. But you know what? I don't feel sorry at all one bit for for, for many reasons. But. And they're talking about oh. and they're too concerned about Michigan football. Please. What's that? I said, and all these Sparty fans are too worried about Michigan football. <laughs> yeah, they they said they were. They said that Michigan fans were worried that Luke Pickle was going to become the head coach. And uh, oh my god, uh, he was not going to leave Cincinnati. Come on now. <laughs> well, yeah, no. For what? For to be ridiculed for the whole year and and he, he has better shot than seen. being. Go ahead. I, th- I think I've seen some, like, you know, during that whole Luke Fickle's at State, you know, they were talking about uh, Luke Fickle's going to come to State. He was going to bring his uh, high-recruited high quarterback. And I've seen him tweet out. i seen the guy tweet out something, and it was like, wow, he just threw shade hard. But to be honest with you, it, this this what Michigan got, has got Michigan State in trouble, and it, this is what it's got them in trouble for the whole time, is that their administration doesn't know what they're doing. They don't know how to serve. They don't know how to. They don't know how to do anything, and that's why they're in the position they are right now. And that's why they're going to stay in that position because they don't know how to do things thoroughly at all. They just kind of it's, just throw out the wall and hope it sticks. But. It's like it's like trying to run the Knicks. You have no oh, clue yeah. what you're doing. Bill Jackson kind of trying to trying to come in and sell a triangle offense. Okay. We're gonna put in a triangle offense. <laughs> no. Anyways, uh, that's gonna do it for us. Uh, if anyone has anything else, so we'll see you. See you soon. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see who's on the sideline during the game in October. <laughs> True. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see uh, who's. I guess who's got as that full coach. Hey, you might as well just. Uh, might as well just four for the season. <laughs> might, as well, might as well, might as well just go independent. Take it a go. Hey, let's let's not bag on Sparty. Let's not bag on too much. You know, Michigan was in that position once, no, weren't they? But I mean, <laughs> it's fun. It's to so tough. Not that bad. A little, they, a little bit. All they had was Hulk and Rich Rod. I mean, come on now. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, those are some, those are some daunting seasons. But uh, they, anyways, that's gonna do it for. <laughs> they they didn't cut their four. They didn't collect their four million dollar bonus and bounce. Yeah, that was kind of that was kind of a <laughs> shady thing to do. 
I'm done. I guess probably comes before the paycheck, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's probably comes before the paycheck. I don't know. I don't know. It's a, it's a sticky situation going on over there, for sure. But uh, anyways, uh, we'll see. We're going to get into Michigan football here more a little bit. Um, kind of on a break right now. They're just kind of, eh. Basketball going on. Yeah, we're just, they're about to go on some practice and start here soon, I'm sure. And then, uh, mm-hmm. you know, so, well, they're going on a foreign trip, I think, to somewhere, but I don't think that matters. But um, just the Ohio State. <laughs> yeah, we'll worry about that in November. <laughs> yeah, we'll worry, we'll, worry about that. we'll worry about that the week with the week before the game. Just. Right, they might just start prepping like Ohio State does. They might just start right now. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But all right, guys, let's get go for us. Um, we'll see everyone soon. Uh, go blue. Go blue. Go blue.